This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. Being on the other side, corn, uh, it's boosted by, was boosted by solid export demand yesterday, moving sharply higher. But traders are on the other side booking profits today on ideas that rally may have been overdone. The July contract down a penny at 663 per bushel. The good U.S. seeding progress and forecast calling for some beneficial moisture were also a bit bearish, but tightening world corn supplies and good demand kept a bullish tone under the market, tempering any profit-taking losses. Wheat, it's mixed with gains in Minneapolis spring wheat and losses in the winter wheat, says the uh, spreads between the three wheat contracts saw some adjustment. Minneapolis up five cents in the July contract at seven twenty-two per bushel. Kansas City down nine cents in July at six sixteen per bushel. Chicago wheat it's uh, down nine cents in the July contract at six sixty-six per bushel. The dry spring wheat uh, regions of the northern U.S. remain in need of moisture that's underpinning Minneapolis, while the country's winter wheat is thought to be in relatively decent shape. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday, May 28th. In Winnipeg, for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz-Warkenton. Spring is here, and so are the savings during New Holland's Spring Drive Sales Event, going on now at Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John. It's a great time to get the New Holland equipment you need for a new season and work more productively than ever. Limited time, 0% financing, and cashback offers are available now on select New Holland tractors and hay and forage equipment. Stop by Butler Farm Equipment in Fort St. John today, because just like spring, Spring Drive Savings won't last long. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Welcome to another episode of the show. A little later on, we're going to be talking to two Dr. Kearney students who were attending the Canada-wide Science Fair recently. Chat a bit about their experience and what their projects were about and, of course, how it felt to be recognized. Uh, They both won medals and actually all four of the students from Northern BC who went uh, won medals, which is a pretty awesome accomplishment. But first, the government, the provincial government, announced their Restart 2.0, if I can call it that, plan earlier this week, which outlines how we will return to a more normal life as the summer goes on and more people get vaccinated. For his thoughts on the plan and so much more, we're joined now by Peace River MLA, Dan, Peace River North MLA, Dan Davies, who joins us now from Fort St. John. Dan, welcome to Moose Talks as usual. Hey, good morning, Doug. Good morning. All right, well, let's start with the Restart BC plan. Government unveiled their plan earlier this week. Once again, contingent on vaccination rates this time and COVID case counts meeting certain benchmarks. Uh, As brief as possible, what do you think of this plan? Do you think it's going to accomplish anything and and is it helpful and good? Oh, goodness, it looks like uh, Dan may have frozen there. (laughs) This is unprecedented. He was so ready uh, to join us. So, yeah, it looks like he's frozen. So I think what we'll do, actually, is we're going to take... Dan, are you there? Yeah, I was uh, a total lost internet uh, connection. Man, this is 
Love this technology. <laughs> you talked about the circuit breaker. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I just wanted your thoughts on what you thought of the uh, the plan so far, what the government said they're going to do. Yeah, well, you know, it, I'll tell you the first thing, Dub. It, it, it's good to see that we do have a plan now. Um, you know, I, I think people have been really wanting to look forward to uh, a um, it uh, as as we start to see vaccines being uh, uh, you know distributed. Uh, people are are getting the vaccines. Uh, I know the number here, and and you know there's a bit of news on on uh, the local numbers are low. Uh, and it's not due to people locally not wanting to get the vaccine. <clears throat> it's uh, we don't have the supply. Uh, I spoke to the uh, the clinic here in town, uh, down at the mall. Uh, they're full out, uh, giving you know. There's very uh, when the, the pharmacies get it, uh, you know, it, it's gone immediately. So we we just need more capacity uh, to get the vaccines out. But as things keep rolling out, <clears throat> we're going to start seeing things uh, looking looking fairly normal here in uh, summer should be pretty decent as we move into the fall. Things should be uh, looking looking pretty good. All right. So obviously you want to see more supply from the government, which I believe they've said uh, they're working on. Uh, what else are you expecting more of uh, as this, or were you expecting more from this plan as it was rolled out? Well, you know, obviously I think uh, one of the things that is, is missing, and, and we've been hearing from it, is uh, the support for businesses, support for organizations. Uh, we're not out of this you know, uh, uh, the, the, the pandemic, I guess, obviously it, it's getting better, but uh, businesses, uh, uh, not-for-profits, <clears throat> event, uh, uh, different events that happen around the province, they still need support uh, to, to be able to carry out. And one, one such instance, you know, our Legion, uh, you know, is, is one of the organizations that was not any of the funding. And uh, anybody here in Fort St. John that knows the Legion, I mean, it, it is a hub. Uh, uh, you know, organization that supports so many things, does so many great things in our community. Uh, so there's lots of little things that are missing. Uh, businesses here up in, in Fort St. John, even up in Fort Nelson, that may have uh, partial ownership uh, with an Alberta, uh, a person that lives in Alberta, they don't qualify. Even though their entire operation is here in Fort St. John, uh, they don't qualify for any of the supports because part of their ownership is is in, in another jurisdiction, uh, which isn't right. I mean, uh, they pay taxes here in Fort St. John. The employees are here in Fort St. John. Uh, it, it impacts our community. And uh, so there's a few little things that uh, uh, that uh, that I'm currently advocating for and trying to get uh, added into this. But uh, overall, like I say, it, it is good to see that we are moving forward and uh, summer should be looking pretty good. All right. I want to talk more about legions in just a minute because I know it's dear and close to your heart. But uh, first... Um, this plan, I, I would say, and this may be just my opinion, seems reasonable compared to other jurisdictions, for example, like Alberta, which seems to be uh, moving a fair amount quicker than uh, we are, for example, I think, uh, Stampede. Mm -hmm. They're maybe even aiming to have Stampede go ahead uh, without really any restrictions, and that's in July. Uh, what do you say to constituents who maybe are even on the other side of this uh, who, who you have constituents like this, uh, who, who are maybe concerned even we're moving a little too fast for this. What do you say to allay their fears that uh, this is reasonable and, and it, it, it's going to work out? Yeah, you know, um, overall, British Columbia has done pretty darn good in, in managing the, the, the pandemic. Uh, we just have to look to, uh, you know, to other provinces uh, where they are now. 
where they've been. I mean, British Columbia, we haven't, uh, we, we have not had to do a lockdown in British Columbia. Uh, for the most part, uh, businesses have stayed open or been allowed to stay open. Um, we've, you know, we haven't had curfews. So I, I, I just, I compare us to other provinces and how things have, have uh, rolled out. And I, I think overall British Columbia has, has done pretty good. Uh, a lot of that, I think, came, there, there was a, 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 a tremendous amount of cooperation across the parties uh, at the start of this pandemic. And I think that weighed heavy and uh, that kind of changed, uh, you know, with the uh, the snap election in, in the fall. But overall, um, you know, it, it uh, British Columbia has done pretty good. Uh, and and we are continuing to do pretty good. Uh, we we can't play politics with this. Uh, you know this this is not a political thing. Uh, we need to make sure that we are following the best science that's out there, uh, and making sure that we are doing what is uh, in the best interest of people, while at the same time balancing our economy. And uh, this is I think where pieces of it have uh, fallen down in the government. Okay. Let's talk about legions now. Uh, you had an opinion con- column. I think it was your last one. If it wasn't, I apologize. But you talked about the government's lack of financial support for legions in BC. Why are they exempt from the COVID-19 supports? Do you have an understanding as to why at least the government says they are? No. Um, they, they just did not fit all the check boxes uh, of, uh, you know, of, of, the, uh, of the grants that were given out. Um, I know the uh, uh, the president of uh, Pacific and Yukon Command, which is the, the, the for legions in British Columbia, wrote the premier as well as the minister, stating their dire need. <clears throat> they're looking at uh, and and some have already closed. We've already lost legions in the province. Uh, there's a number out there that thirty uh, percent of our legions may not make it through uh, through this. Wow. So it, it it's not you know legions. They're not just a bar. Uh, they're, they're, they're a community hub. They support our veterans. They support youth groups. Uh, our legion houses, many other not-for-profits, uh, you know, and, and that was the arguing point that was made to the premier, uh, and, and the minister, like why, you know, we need, we need these support grants. We, we cannot make money, uh, right now. Many legions are closed. Our legion is right now. Um, there, there, it does not make sense to exclude the Legion and the Anavets is also the other organization. So both of our veteran organizations in the province uh, were not included in this grant. And uh, we have written the premier. We've brought this up during question period. And uh, there still seems to be, for whatever reason, uh, no movement by the government to, uh, to send some, uh, some of the grants to, uh, to our legions. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I know our Legion in town, um, you know, has karaoke sometimes, a meat draw, uh, of course, and they, as you say, yep. host a lot of other activities, and you're heavily involved in it. So, um, I wonder if you can speak to, you know, how what's the prognosis going forward for the Legion here in Fort Saint John? Are, are we in dire straits? Is is our Legion one of the ones that that it's looking bad for right now and may not make it? Well, I I, I don't want to actually speak for the Legion, but I sure. did talk to the president uh, just a little while ago. Um, you know, we, we have done pretty well, uh, the Fort St. John Legion, uh, our branch, uh, over the years. Uh, we have a, a predominantly younger uh, membership than, than many of do. Uh, we have uh, a fairly busy lounge, uh, and you mentioned a couple of things. I mean, the karaoke draws a, a number of people in. Uh, the meat draws and other, uh, other events. Uh, the Dart League, obviously, is, is a huge draw. Um, so I, I think our Legion is, is holding on, um, but... How much longer is the question? 
and uh, this is again why I'm, I'm happy to see this uh, the restart. Uh, things should be opening up here. I, I imagine, uh, I, I can't say for sure, but I'm suspecting uh, the Legion will open up in some capacity, uh, you know, in, in the coming days now that we can. Um, but, you know, again, it goes back to Fort St. John is a very supporting community. Um, you know, it uh, people give when when they need to. And I, I know the Legion, you know, if, if they do need support, I know that the community is going to be there to support them. All right. Uh, we have to move on quickly to Bill 7, the Electoral Boundaries Commission. Now, anytime uh, this comes up for debate, uh, the concern is always for rural ridings and how it'll kind of affect perhaps the balance of power in the province and, and whatnot. So this is a bill where, as I understand it, could add up to six seats in the legislature and they'd all be in the lower mainland, uh, as, as far as I know. What are your concerns uh, about the bill, and, and, and what do you hope the government changes in it maybe going forward or considers changing? So this, this is, uh, uh, you know, to be honest, a direct attack on our democracy. It, uh, there's, there's no other way to put it. We have been, you know, for, for many, many, well, forever, uh, there's always been this uh, rural, urban, I, I hate to use the word divide, but, uh, you know, the... the us versus them, we are always trying to bring our issues uh, from from rural BC to Victoria, uh, which is predominantly filled by MLAs that uh, are in Vancouver, uh, the, the, the lower part of Vancouver Island, some of the larger centers. So it, 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 there already is an imbalance. Uh, a number of years ago, there was a, uh, some legislation put in place. It was called the Rural, rural Protection, and that was part of the electoral boundary. And it was basically saying you cannot just look at the numbers. Uh, you also have to look at the demographic or the geography. So I look at my riding. Um, you know, it's the size of three small European countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 170,000 square kilometers. Uh, it's from here to the Yukon border, the mountains to the Alberta border. Um, and and I have to, the the needs are very diverse. People want to be able to, like, and we have a very busy office here and a very busy office in Fort Nelson. People want to come. They want to talk to the MLA. They want to connect with government. My colleagues in Vancouver, they represent a riding the size of 10 blocks um, and, and very you know, similar needs in, in each of those areas. So that, that is one of the, the, the big things that, that uh, why they have that rural protection piece in place. Uh, the challenges, and, and you mentioned it, the, the legislation uh, allows for up to six new seats. Uh, which all of those will be in the Lower Mainland uh, because there is substantive growth in, in the Lower Mainland. Um, but the other challenge is if it goes to strictly a numbers uh, uh, base, we will lose a significant number of our rural ridings. Uh, since my riding uh, would probably amalgamate with South Peace and a little bit of Prince George McKenzie. Uh, so I could go all the way to McKenzie, up as far as Dees Lake uh, in the north and as far as um, uh, McBride in the south. So a massive, massive, you know, a third of Europe size riding. Uh, and, and, you know, we, all of these seats, which could be anywhere from six to 10 seats lost in, in rural BC, those seats aren't being lost. They're lost in, in rural BC, but they're going to be transferred down to the lower mainland. So not only does the lower mainland now have six additional seats, they're also going to get the additional seats that have been amalgamated from uh, uh, from within the uh, the interior. So uh, again, the the voice of of rural BC is going to be near void in the provincial legislature, and and that is the issue. Uh, we're in second reading right now on this bill. In fact, I'll be speaking to it sometime this week. 
um, and, and the bill will probably wrap up uh, early next week and be voted on and, and become law. And, and what that does is then it allows <clears throat> uh, a, a commissioner to be appointed and it starts about a year-long process of doing a, a tour around the, the province, public open houses, engagement, and this is where people need to get engaged. They need to come out, uh, voice their opinions. I know that uh, many organizations across the province are already uh, organizing. Uh, we've got the chamber that is already organized. We've been talking to UBCM, uh, mayors and councils across the province. So uh, there already is a lot of people that are worried uh, what this looks like forward in this uh, at our democracy, not improving our democracy. And we're not saying we don't need more seats in the lower mainland. Nobody said that. Uh, we understand it is growing down there. Uh, but we need to make sure that we still have the protection of our rural seats in place so that that part of uh, having the ability to contact your MLA and walk into the office easily uh, still remains in place. All right, Dan. Well, we'll be following that story uh, closely as well as to see if uh, the uh, government does supply some financial aid, at least uh, for the legions here mm. in BC. Dan, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks. Look forward to uh, chatting again. And like I say, we I have a long list. I can take up your whole next show if we want. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Dan. That's Dan Davies, the Peace River North MLA. We'll be right back to talk to two Dr. Kearney students about their Canada-wide science fair projects right after this on Moose Talks. Hi, I'm Bob Zimmer, Member of Parliament for Prince George, Peace River, Northern Rockies. It is my honour to serve our community and to be your voice in the House of Commons. If you need assistance with any federal department, like the Canada Revenue Agency, Immigration, Passports, or any other issue, please stop by my Fort St. John office at 9916 100th Avenue. We're open from Monday to Friday from 8.30 to 4.30 or call 250-787-1192. We look forward to seeing you. For all your gravel hauling, contaminated waste, low beds and graders, Rogers Trucking can meet your needs. Call them today at 250-785-3647. Big money, big money! The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is every Tuesday night at 7. Support Neat's many programs to help us all live greener lives here in Northern BC and win cold, hard cash. Bingo cards are $5 each and available at Fireweed Market, Gateway Esso, Taylor Inn Liquor Store, and at neat.ca. The Neat Bingo Extravaganza is every Tuesday night at 7 on Facebook, at Moose FM, and at Energetic City. BC Gaming Event License number 126599. Know your limit play within it 19 plus get ready for it st john the hair bin summer community cruiser is back and ready to hang out with you all summer long i'm spencer and i'll be driving the summer cruiser this year i'll be going to community events all around the north peace region throughout the summer and i want to hear what you're up to having a yard sale bake sale or hosting a fundraiser whatever it is i want to hear all about it email me at cruiser at moosefm.ca and i might swing by your event listen to moose fm throughout the summer to find out where i'll be and come say hi the Harabin summer community cruiser sponsored by wendy's ashland furniture megmar tirecraft home hardware and the fort st john co-op the City of Fort St. John and Napa Industries would like to advise the public that starting May 5th, 100th Street will be closed between 96th Avenue and 99th Avenue until the fall. Detour routes are in place and all businesses are open and accessible. Please follow posted signage and the direction of traffic control personnel at all times. 100th Street will be closed between 96th Avenue and 99th Avenue until the fall starting May 5th. All local businesses remain open and accessible at all times. The City of Fort St. John and Napa Industries thank you for your patience while we continue to improve our city. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. 
Now we're going to talk a bit about the Canada-wide science fair. Uh, we had four students go from Northeast BC. They all performed well and all won awards and medals. Uh, it was Really a good time for Northeast BC at this Canada-wide uh, science fair. We're joined now by two of the students who presented projects at the fair from Dr. Kearney Middle School. It's Swas Ghosh and Advai Nair. Thank you so much for being on the show, both of you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Uh, well, we'll start with you, Swas. Um, tell me a bit about this science fair. How did you get to it? Did you have a project already that... Uh, you kind of had competed at your school or in the regional science fair that then you just kind of moved on and were able to then go to the Canada-wide science fair? So I usually don't like to uh, continue projects. So I started thinking about it somewhere around December and then um, building up on that project more and more. I see. Where did the inspiration for your project uh, come from? And by the way, why don't you tell us what your project was? So my project is about um, how far or how good you can see certain garments. Mm -hmm. And uh, the inspiration was a lot of people like to walk in the dark for a little stroll and a lot of people wear black. So I wanted to warn them that it's dangerous to wear those dark colors as cars could crash into you. I see. Was Did something happen to you or a friend that made you think about it or was this sort of uh, inspiration came to you one day? It was just inspiration came to you one day. Oh, wonderful. Uh, well, we'll go to you now, Advai. Uh, what was your project about? Um, it was about water fluoridation and its impacts on dental health. And so water fluoridation is the addition of fluoride into water, and fluoride is used to improve dental health. And so, um, yeah, what I found out that was that water fluoridation can help improve dental health at a safe level. I see. And what was the inspiration for, for your project? Um, I went to a safe drinking water course that my dad taught uh, when I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And then last year I did a project. And then I got selected for regionals, but then COVID hit and then everything got canceled. And so this year I decided to continue that project. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to come back to you for a second then, Swas. I mean, explain, uh, you know, what was your findings? What were you able to find out was the best? I assume you were looking kind of for the best reflective material to use. So um, the best, like the farthest it could be seen was the safety vest. It was seen 150 meters and probably more. But if you don't want to wear a safety vest, then you can wear white, which could be seen around 70 to 80 meters, depending on the weather conditions. Okay. So... And like, this is like the worst, this is like the worst case scenario. So it was snowing a lot on that day. So it probably could be seen further. Okay. So you were actually getting outside and testing each of these to see just how, how they worked, eh? Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I mean, we'll continue with you, Swasi. What was what was it like to then? Because I assume your situation is very similar to uh, Advai. You you were in the regional science fair and you got selected to move on, correct? 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so what was it like to attend? Were you nervous? Were you really excited to have the opportunity? I was both nervous and excited. I didn't know which one to be. And I felt like I was going to screw up the presentation. Mm-hmm. I, and I assume the science fair was virtual, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same question to you, Advi. I mean, were you, you were selected to move on, uh, as you said. Were you nervous? Were you really excited to do this? How did you feel? Um, I was nervous for regionals, but then when I got selected for uh, Canada-wide, I was really excited and happy. Wonderful. Now, I, I believe uh, from the release I saw, there was like hundreds of uh, projects at this science fair. So there was a lot going on. Both of you won medals. As I mentioned in the intro, uh, your, uh, the other two students who came from uh, the Northeast regional ones also won medals as well. Uh, Swas, I mean, how did that feel to be recognized for the work you did in your project, for them to say, hey, this is exceptional. Here, here's, a, here's a medal. <laughs> I felt really good and excited, and at one point I was screaming in my head, "I did it." <laughs> was that were you were you aiming for that? Were you hoping you would be recognized in some way? Like, was that before you got to the fair? Was that something you were aiming for that you knew could have happened? Yeah. All right. Same question to you, Advi. How did it feel to win a medal, and was that something you were hoping you would you would accomplish at the fair? Um, yeah, I thought I wanted a medal. I mean, it was really good experience. Uh, getting selected was really exciting, but getting a medal was even bigger. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, uh, Swas, one last question for each of you, actually. We'll start with Swas. What's next for these projects? You found out what you did. You've got some medals awarded. Has, is this going to change uh, you know, your life at all? Is there something next you can do with this or maybe build on it to turn it into something else? Um, so I don't think you can uh, forward this project more as it's a really sh- like short topic. I see. But I am thinking of more topics to choose for next year. Mm-hmm. And you'll make sure that your parkas are white or have the safety vest things on it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so same question for you, Advi. I mean, you found out fluoride generally helps uh, with teeth help in a community. Do you have something next in mind for a project, maybe a, a inspiration, or, or are you going to share your findings with somebody and may advocate for it? Um, I don't think I'm going to continue this project. There's a lot of stuff to continue, but I think I want to uh, do another topic for next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guys, I I congratulate both of you again for going and winning something and being recognized. Both projects were very interesting. And I'm really thankful that you took a few minutes away from your school day today uh, to talk to us. Thanks for being on the show, Swas. Thank you, and you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you as well, Advi. I appreciate it. That's Swas Gosh. Yeah, <laughs> Swas Gosh and Advi Nair of Dr. Kearney middle yeah. school talking a bit about their science fair uh, canada-wide science fair projects we'll be right back after this to finish off moose talks
Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the city of Fort St. John has increased garbage collection to weekly on your regular collection day. Recycling will continue as usual. Be aware pickup times may vary due to the extra pickups. Remember to keep your bins at least three feet apart and ensure the lids are closed. Learn more at fortstjohn.ca under garbage and recycling. Be a part is being in this together. Hello, this is Troy from Lake Point Golf and Country Club. We are now open for the season and excited to be able to offer a safe recreational activity to the community. Please book your tee time in advance and check out our website, lakepoint.ca, for our mandated protocols prior to arrival. Also, check out our new member incentives. Call 250-785-5566 for more information and to book. We hope to see you soon. Swing by the lake. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests today, MLA Dan Davies, Swas Ghosh, and Advai Nair for joining us. If you want to read more about the projects that Swas and Advai took to the Canada-wide uh, uh, science fair, uh, you can do so by finding the story right now at energeticcity.ca. We also talk about the other two uh, students who went and their projects and what they won. Now, if you missed this episode or you'd like to see it again, the video will be available to watch again shortly on the Moose FM and EnergeticCity.ca Facebook pages. You can also go to EnergeticCity.ca slash Moose Talks to get the podcast version of this episode if you don't want to see me, but you still want to hear me. That does it for this episode. Moose Talks is produced by Adam Rayburn and Trey Lopashinsky. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. It's been a long winter, and now it's time to give you the chance to unlock summer. Micro Consulting Sales and Service presents the Moose FM Unlock Summer Contest. We've collected prizes from local businesses to help you enjoy the summer. All you have to do is pick the right cooler from home hardware and you get to keep all the prizes we put inside. Enter now at moosefm.ca slash contests. Then listen for your name to be called at 840 each weekday morning. If your name is called, you have only 10.01 minutes to call us back. Then you're one step closer to unlocking summer. Get all the contest details at moosefm.ca slash contests. The Micro Consulting Sales and Service Unlock Summer Contest is supported by Friendly Pets, Bronze Flooring, Peace Country Toyota, Bold Jones, and Moose FM. This is Moose Country. This is Moose Country. 100.1 Moose FM. think I'm on the lake boss thinks I've been sick for days and mama's probably on her way cause I ain't picked up the phone I've been a million places but they're all up in my head over drinking over thinking ever since you left
hotel heartbreak. Past rock bottom all the way without leaving my living room. I've been a million places, but they're all up in my head. Over drinking, over thinking ever since you left. I've been gone, I've been gone. I've been sitting on the couch watching TV. Watching TV all day long, all day long. I've been trying to figure out how a good thing went wrong. Faster than that free train, farther than that airplane, sadder than a country song. Heading down the highway, anywhere but my way. Ever since you moved on, I've been gone. I've been gone. Shotgun rider sitting pretty in a shotgun seat with your long hair blowing out the window and got you looking like a top down dream. Might find a little heaven in the headlights way out there under the pines. Yeah, we could pull an up all nighter and you can be my shotgun rider if you're in the mood for some Alabama. Baby, I can put them on. If you want to cruise down to Atlanta, we can go anywhere you want. And take a two-lane road or a back street. Take a long, girl, as long as you love me. If I got you right here, right beside me, then I'm right where I want to be. Girl, you could be my shotgun rider, sitting pretty in a shotgun seat. With your long hair blowing out the window, and got you looking like a top-down dream. Might find a little heaven in the headlights Way up there under the pines Yeah, we could pull an up all nighter And you can be my shotgun rider Let me show you where I came up The parking lot where we blazed up I'll show you everything from me to see. It ain't much, but it is to me. No, girl, no, it won't take long. Just a couple more country songs playing on the radio. And then I'll take you home. Let's go. Girl, you can be my shotgun rider. Sitting pretty in a shotgun seat. With your long hair blowing out the window. 
you like a top-down dream. You might find a little heaven in the headlights way up there under the pines. Yeah, we can pull up all nighter. And you can be my shotgun rider. Shotgun rider, sitting pretty in a shotgun seat, with your long hair blowing out the window, and got you looking like a top-down dream. Might find a little heaven in the headlights, way up there under the pines. Yeah, we could pull up all night, and you can be my shotgun rider. Moose FM, I'm Dub. The MS Society of Canada presents Movie in a Parking Lot this Saturday afternoon and evening over at the North Peace Arena parking lot. They're going to be showing three different films. Scoob at 3 p.m., perfect for the kids. Playing with Fire at 6 p.m. And The Lost Boys at 9 p.m. Now, just like our movie in a park, the gates open 20 minutes before the movie starts. No ticket required. First come, first serve, up to a maximum of 50 vehicles allowed to watch each movie. Now, they are accepting donations for the MS Society of Canada, uh, but you do not have to do so to get entrance to the movie. But we encourage you to do it. Like a lot of charities uh, in this past year or so, they have struggled to be able to have fundraisers, and so this is a good opportunity for them to maybe make up some of that. So uh, try to bring a donation to the MS Society of Canada if you can. And enjoy the MS Society of Canada presents a movie in a parking lot again tomorrow in the North. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.